Hey, you guys, we have a special guest with us, Mr. TJ. If you guys have not heard of him before, he's an artist who speaks from the soul. He hails from Los Angeles, California, and he blends classic soul sensibilities with 21st century vibes to create a sound that is all his own. Born from a variety of influences like Marvin Gaye, Elton John, Usher, and Stevie Wonder, TJ's music is for now and beyond. He was a finalist on season six of NBC's The Voice, and he was a standout contestant, one of my favorites from the show. Um, from there, he went on to work with the likes of such legendary artists such as Stevie Wonder, the Jacksons, and the Queen, Beyonce. Now he's ready for his new music, which is going to become center stage very soon. He's going to be debuting his album, and I'm so excited to, for him to get that out there, which will be next year in January the 11th. And it's going to be called Feature Presentation. Thank you so much, TJ, for being here and being a part of Black Canvas. Jarrell, thank you so much for having me, man. I've, I've been looking forward to uh, to this interview for weeks, man. So it's it's a real honor and a joy to, uh, to be on here with you today, man. Well, the honor is really ours because when we think of just your success, and I remember seeing you on The Voice, and that's just one of my favorite shows. Everyone who knows, I've talked to a few Voice contestants. Um, but one thing I love about that show is that it really is about the talent when you – one thing I didn't like about the show, I would say the premise of having their backs to you. I'm like, oh, I hate the way that looks. But it kind of goes into the music industry that you have to work for it. Like, you never know when you walk into any room and someone asks you to sing on the spot that you have to be prepared. And the one thing I love about you guys, all of the contestants, is despite all the pressure and the things you experience, that y'all are the consummate professionals. And that definitely solidifies who you are as a musician. So I just am glad to have you here. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much, man. It's it's great to be here. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Absolutely. So I want to go into some of the questions I have for you. My first question is, is when did you develop a passion for singing? And do you have any family members who are musically inclined? Okay. Um, all right. So I, I'll, I'll answer the first question, the first, the first half of the question, um, and then I'll answer the second <laughs> But uh, um, I, I, oh goodness, um, I always liked to sing. I always was musically inclined, um, you know, from birth, from what I've, from what I've been told. Um, but I can remember being maybe about like three or four, and um, the Dangerous album by Michael Jackson was, you know, was out, and I had a little Walkman, and man, I listened to that tape. Um, until like literally like how Biggie says I, I let my tape rock to my tape pop that that was that tape it was two tapes it was that and it was uh, Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer and those two right right and those two those two um, cassettes I had and I just it was something about the music something about you know hearing drums and bass and, and keys and all this kind of stuff working together that just really um inspired me and then what was so interesting is i didn't i didn't really i mean like i said like i i knew i loved music from an early age but i wouldn't say that i was really passionate about it or didn't develop the passion for music until maybe oh i may have been like seven seven or eight 
<clears throat> I think I might have been eight because um, I believe I can fly. I had been out and I ended up, um, you know, I just I always knew I could sing um, and had a voice and stuff like that. I sang in the kids choir in church and, um, you know, was always at choir rehearsal with my mom and, and with my dad. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what did it for me, man. I ended up doing a talent show and I think it was my third grade. And the the reason why I did the talent show was because there was a girl who was in fifth grade that I had a crush on. And she was like one of the, uh, the MCs for the talent show. So what I was trying to do is impress her with my singing abilities. And, you know, I just remember afterwards, like, Oh man, all these girls came on. Oh, you so cute. And this, that, and the other. And I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe I might want to be a singer. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then when it, it really started to kick off was like when I was in middle school and same, same deal. Um, I was singing in the, uh, in the glee club and we had a performance, uh, and it was like a school-wide thing. So they would invite different classes to come uh, as like the dress rehearsal. And I sang One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men and just kind of closed my eyes while I was singing. And when I opened them, all I saw and heard was all these girls like screaming. And I said, yeah, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So <laughs> that's how that went. <laughs> But TJ, I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a good story, like to just kind of go into like when you first started with music, because the love of music, I think for a lot of musicians, it can start at a young age. But I feel like when you develop that craft, I think, like you said, in church, starting out being in choirs and then getting used to being in, in talent shows and mm -hmm. then singing in concerts, which is something that we'll talk later about. But I think like it's just so important like to have parents behind you and support because when you have that already, you know, instilled in you from a young age and especially people who love you and who want the best for you, it kind of takes away a lot of the doubt once you really start getting in front of large crowds because they'll be like, hey, you know what? I think that really sets you up, to be honest, TJ, for the voice because, you know, getting that kind of positive, you know, reinforcements at a young age. I think really gave you more confidence from what I saw, at least on the show. I think that that definitely helped. Oh man. Thank you. I, I, I'll tell you, I was just a good actor. No, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, man, no, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. Um, in that assessment, um, you know, all of, all of the support and the, the, the grounding and the, the, what's the word I'm looking for a uh, training, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> that I had, um, growing up, you know, with my, both of my parents being, um, musically inclined, my mother, um, you know, sung in choir, um, in gospel groups and stuff like that. My dad, that's, that was his life. Gospel music is his life. Um, and he's a songwriter and musician and stuff like that. So, and singer, I just, I just always got great training. So by the time, you know, everything rolled around for the voice, you know, having done talent shows and, and, you know, uh, showcases for record labels and all of that kind of stuff. Like it was just to me to kind of calm my nerves. Um, I just was like, Oh, it's just another, you know, just another show. Um, and that's how I had, what I had to tell myself because when, um, they put that mic in your hand, man, right before the blind audition, uh, 
it's the most surreal feeling because um, you you spend a lot of time working on your song. You practice, uh, you know, until literally <clears throat> everything about your performance becomes second nature. You know every move you're going to make. You know every note you're going to sing, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and it doesn't, the nerves don't really hit you until they go, yeah, so 24 million people are going to be watching this. And then they hand you the mic and you go, okay. Um, and so, you know, for me, I just was very fortunate enough to, um, really, (laughs) really just kind of, um, look at the look at the show like it was just another show so um that helped me to go out there and what looked like supreme confidence man if you could see my heart beating out my chest in uh during those blind auditions man you'd be laughing (laughs) no i wouldn't because i'm telling you on some of these podcasts i've talked to some people and i was very nervous before even getting on the podcast because there's some some guests that I've talked to, the first initial conversation was the actual recording. So I didn't even talk to them ahead of time. So just imagine someone you looked up to, someone that you followed their career, and they say, hey, and you're like, uh, you're like, God. you don't know, <laughs> you don't want, you don't want to sound like you don't know what you're doing. Because I mean, I've been doing it now for almost, it's getting close to two years. And I love doing it, you know, for fun and, and being able to share and talk. But it's just something about it when you're sitting in that moment and someone is talking back to you and they may not even be ready for the line of questions themselves. And so it's, it's I always say it's almost like a first date for a lot of people when you think of it. And a lot of my guests, this is the first time ever doing a podcast. And so they're like, they're like, uh, I'm like, don't worry wow. about it. I'm like, and I'm almost having to coach them through it while I'm coaching myself. So <laughs> it's really fun. And that's what I loved about the voice too, is because the judging panel that you had, and I think if I remember correctly, you were team Usher, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Tell us about that experience meeting Usher. And did he give you any pointers, any advice that you currently use in your career? Man, absolutely. Um, first of all, I had been an Usher fan since, um, what was it, like 96, 97? Whenever, whenever the My Way album came out. <clears throat> and I just, I just really identified with Usher. Because uh, that, as a matter of fact, that little talent show I was telling you about, like, I was torn between either doing one of Usher songs or doing like an R. Kelly song, R. Kelly one. Um, but, but, um, but Usher, you know, I just followed his career. Like, I just was, you know, a fan. I grew up a fan of his. And so when I discovered that I would have the opportunity to, you know, work closely with him, um, but this time he was going to be coaching me on performing and, and, and singing and it, like, it was a no brainer, man. You know, and I, and what so people, so many people asked me, you know, even before I did the show or when they found out that I was going to be on the show, they're like, so who, who are you going to pick? And truthfully, I really didn't know uh, because, you know, Adam Levine, just a, just a, a really dope talent, man. I've been a fan of Maroon 5 since high school, you know, Blake Shelton, Killing it in the country game, Shakira, you know, worldwide superstar, and then you got Usher, who literally was like the dude that I looked up to, like as a kid, man. You know, just as an artist, man. The dude was a complete artist, and I'm like, how do you, how do you choose? And um, 
at at the moment when he he turned around for me, you know, he he Adam and Blake turned around for me on the show. Um, I'm like, I'd be crazy if I didn't take this opportunity to work with an artist that I've literally looked up to my entire life. I'm going with Usher, and it was so dope. Um, he's literally one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Um, and very knowledgeable. I mean, you know, Usher's been in the game since he was a kid. Uh, so to, to learn from someone who's had like all of this experience within, you know, the music industry with, as a, as a performer, as a, as a recording artist, uh, like, you know, you just, words can't describe how valuable it is. And I'll tell you one of the things that he, you know, shared with me um, that I still use in my career to this day. And which is why I can say, honestly, that I'm in the position that I am right now as an artist. He talked about being fearless and uh, he has a, he has a tattoo, I think on his, on, uh, on his arm. And it says fear less. And he he told me one day, he says, man, he says, I got this tattooed on me, he says, because he said, you have to be fearless as a performer. Like, you have to be fearless as an artist, um, because if you allow your fear to dictate, you know, or rather to set limitations for you, you already lost. He goes, man, you've already lost. So, um he he really pushed, you know, being fearless and that fearlessness. Um, and then the other thing, <laughs> I used to always say this, and he said, luck favors the prepared. And I remember, like, hearing that and just being like, wait, what? And, you know, I asked him to explain. And he goes, man, he says, you know, when you're in this business, when you're in this industry, you've always got to be prepared, whether it's prepared to sing whether it's prepared to, you know, write songs or whatever, whatever, the, whatever it is, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. So if you're always prepared, you never have to worry about, are you going to catch the opportunity? Then it just becomes, is this opportunity the right one for you? But, you know, there's a reason why you rehearse constantly. There's a reason why, you know, you're constantly, when you're not, when you don't have a show, you're practicing, you're, you know, working on something or some way to get yourself to be better than you were the day before. Um, so preparation and uh, and fearlessness for me are top, you know, uh, also with humility. But that's another conversation. <laughs> but that's a big conversation. I think there's so many artists that lack that, unfortunately, and. Um, one thing I do want to, I want to make a joke from what you just said, but it reminds me of one of my cousins would say, if you always ready. You hey, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on now. <laughs> but I think that's a, it's a sentiment to, like you said, of just as an artist. Um, I love one of the shows I used to love watching was making a band and I used to love watching that yeah. growing up. And then I remember just seeing like they would just be on a spot like dance or you have to sing and just watching the groups from like day 26 or Danny B. Kane or just, you know, the first making a band that they had before with Old Town and just looking at 
how that show was. Uh, and I mean, a lot of people had their own reservations on P. Diddy and, you know, how he responded. But I'm like, that's what you're going to see. There's going to be a lot of record exec- execs that are going to have that kind of attitude. There are going to be a lot of choreographers or people in the industry, music execs who just, they don't have time. Like the time is money and they just want you to produce, yeah. make money, make revenue for yourself, but mostly for them and just, you know, continue to keep that ride going. And so I think like, that's what I loved about The Voice is that I felt like it was a condensed version of what you're going to see in the industry to a certain standard, but that you get to choose when you leave the show, how long your career is going to go. Like longevity is not for reality TV for a lot of people. But if you choose and you go down the right path and you have the right support and you remain humble, as you yeah. said, um, the sky's the limit for success. And I mean, Jennifer Hudson is probably one of the best examples of that. You know, she made it on American Idol, didn't make it to the top, which she should have, and ended up, you know, winning Oscar, Golden Globe, Grammy, all these different things that she's done and being a coach on The Voice years later. And I know in her mind, I, I know her mom has to be proud, you know, of her, you know, I know the tragedy was just very horrible, what she had to go through, but just look at where <clears> she <throat> is now. Yeah. And it just, you sometimes have to sit back. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. Like, look at what I've come, gone through, you know, how, how I got over what my grandmother used to always say. And I think, you know, looking at where you are, I think that's a sentiment to who you are as a person, but also having that great coach. And Usher saying, hey, you know what? This wasn't easy for me. I made a, he made, he made a path for himself, you know, and I, Absolutely. I think that's great. And that's why I think when we get to feature presentation, which will be coming out next year, you guys will see a different lane. And I think, TJ, you can definitely have a lane for yourself as well. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I, I couldn't agree uh, with you more, man. Man, you, you're preaching this morning, man. This is great. <laughs> I you got to go to church. It. Yes, sir. No, you're man. You're absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, everything that I've done up to in my life and career up to this point, I can almost certainly say, you know, has come by way of, you know, manifestation, even if it's either something I said publicly or, you know, out loud, or it's just something that I, you know, acknowledged internally, um, you know, I can remember <clears throat> saying to myself, you know, when I was like 13, man, I'm going to meet Usher one day. Little did I know um, I was going to be working side by side with him, you know, for a time and that he'd know my first name. Like, that was just was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, little things like that or, you know, being, a, you know, saying, man, I'm going to work with Beyonce one day or I'm going to meet this person. Or, I'm going to meet that person or so-and-so is going to you know, know my name or whatever. And, you know, for those things to sort of happen. Um, and, you know, like, you know, like we talk about the opportunities presenting themselves and me having just been prepared, you know, being able to just walk through the door, like has just been, man, it's, it's been amazing, bro. So, you know, understanding um, the power of like my words, my thoughts, um, and then putting the action behind those said words and thoughts um, you know, are, are the, the perfect, um, the perfect recipe, you know, for manifesting these things, man. That's true. <laughs> it reminds me, my uncle is a, pre- is a mm-hmm. preacher. And, um, I remember this verse, um, and he would talk about number six, 24 and 20 through 26. 
And he would say that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make um, his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And I think like when we talk about, you know, finding peace in the midst of a storm and like I said, no matter if someone is religious or spiritual who's listening, you know, no matter what someone believes in, you know, your higher power, if that's something that's strong with you, that you can find peace in the midst of a storm. And I always tell people when we think of a hurricane, it causes so much destruction, but the eye of the storm is the calmest part. And sometimes we can't find the eye of our, our storms because we're so used to chaos hitting us in so many different ways. And so I always say, like, when we think of tragedy, and especially with things going on in the world now with COVID and just a lot of things we're experiencing, that it's it's more of like, how do people learn to live after? And I always think of the after part, because there's cleanup, there's things we have to do to clean ourselves up, but to find ourselves in the midst of storms. And that's why I love that what you not went in the show, that's the best thing that could have happened to you, because... If you had one and you would have oh man, you know, I got that was my first audition of this. This simple, I got through, everything's great. But I feel like you not winning really pushed you to where we are now. Of you just saying I have to grind it out. And like I mentioned earlier, you guys, it's work yeah, with man. the Jackson, <clears throat> Beyonce, and Stevie. And I really wanted to talk about Beyonce first. Uh <laughs> okay. I think it's just a great start because a lot of people yeah. listening might only know, you know, some of my listeners may not be of the older generation or really knowing, but I think Beyonce, that's that was such a huge moment for you. What was it like? And do you remember where you were when you received the call that you knew you were gonna be working with her? Oh my god, man. I remember it like it happened yesterday. Um so how do I okay, so I'll just I'll explain. So this was literally right after the voice happened. Um, it was the year after, and I remember for some, so this was like 2015, like the, the top of the year, 2015 and man, the Grammys, you know, I, so I live in Los Angeles and everything is here, man, from the, the Grammy awards, the Oscars, the Emmys, like every major award show that you can think of is here. And (coughs) excuse me, this, this particular year was a pretty big year for music because man you know uh pharrell had just done happy for the uh despicable me soundtrack um like madonna had a new record like it just it was a lot of great music kanye and um i think it was kanye rihanna and um paul mccartney had like released their record so it was a lot of good music that year and um that year for the Grammys, like every singer that I knew in Los Angeles, like every dope singer that I knew in Los Angeles was working on the Grammys that year. And I was, I felt like this is the way from my vantage point. This is what it looked like. I I felt like I was one of the only ones that wasn't working on the Grammys that year. And I'm like, man, how did that happen? And I ended up, um, <clears throat> but I, I like, I didn't trip. Like, you know, I wasn't like, Oh, why, you know, how come, I just was like, dang, that's that's really interesting. Um, and so what ended up happening is uh, there was a, uh, you know, all everybody that was working on the show, um, you know, there was just like a big hang one night and I just decided to go out. I got invited um, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go, you know, hang out. And everybody's like, yo, TJ, like, what's up, man? You know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. We catching up. Oh my God, the show, saw you on the show. Yeah, yeah, like, man, it's, man, I'm glad you're back in town, all this good stuff. And they're like, hey, man, so who you working with for the Grammys? And I'm like, 
oh man, I'm I'm not. They're like, what? Really? And I'm like, yeah, man. I, but you know, it's cool, man. I'm you know I'm happy for you guys. And I'm genu- I genuinely was very happy. Um, because it's dope to see like so many. I know so many good people, and so being able to see good people win always is gonna you know make me happy. So I was just happy to see you know my my colleagues and some really good friends of mine in the in the music industry you know, being on the show, like that's, that's the thing we kind of live for, you know, as artists and and singers, the Grammy awards, you know, you don't get much higher than that, you know, other than maybe the rock and roll hall of fame or something. But, you know, in terms of like, you know, the, the, when you think about what looks, what success in the music industry looks like, you definitely equate that with the Grammys. Um, You know, every artist does. And so, um, you know, I didn't, I hung out with everybody. We had a good time the next morning. Um, uh, I get a, a Facebook message and, um, it's from a, a really dope talented singer. Uh, my boy, uh, Kenyon Dixon, who's an amazing, um, singer out, out of Los Angeles. And he's actually Grammy nominated right now with, uh, PJ Morton and uh, B, BJ, the Chicago kid. Uh, for the Grammys next year. So um, shout out to Kenyon. He recommended me for um, uh, a spot with, with, a, with some big name artists. They wouldn't say who the artist was, but whoever was contracting the gig reached out to Kenyon. They're like, hey, um, you know anybody? So he gave them my name. But apparently a group of other people had given my name as well because what ended up happening is I'm getting ready to go to the gym. It was like 12... Let's say 1228, getting ready to walk out of my house to go to the gym and I, my phone rings. I pick up the phone and the gentleman on the line goes, he says, hi, man. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Man? I'm looking for TJ. I'm like, yeah, this is TJ. He says, yeah, man. So um, my name is such and such. I'm the I'm the musical director for Beyonce. And um, man, you just I'll just say it like this, man. You came highly recommended by several people. And uh, we're doing an, we're holding an audition today, um, you know, for for her for the Grammys and uh, wanted to know, man, if you wanted to come down. And I was like, man, yeah. Uh, what time? And he goes, oh, like two o'clock. I said, sure thing. So he gave me the address, totally shifted my whole day around, man. And I, I got to the um, I got to the the, the rehearsal venue and. I walk in, man, and um, I greet the music director. And when he's like, all right, it was a few few others of us that were going in to the to the room. And when we walk into the room, the first thing I see was all of my friends that I had just seen the night before at the at the hang. They were all there. And I'm like, I'm like, you mother, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, bro, like you made it. I'm like. Yeah, uh, good to see y'all. So we, you know, we had a good laugh about it. Um, and and then literally after that, um, Miss Miss Queen B, Beyonce walks in and that was like surreal, man. That was like one of the most surreal things ever because everybody, like you could just tell like the energy shifted. Like everyone was just like, oh my God, you know. So we're all, we're all like, doing our best to be professional almost like too well to the point where we all ended up being stuffy and 
Beyonce's like, she's like, you know what? I'm sorry, y'all. Like, the energies are just a little too serious in here for me. Like, can we play some music? So she, they, they play the music, and we just like, everyone's just like dancing. She's like, y'all, I just want y'all to loosen up. Like, loosen up, man. Like, it's too, it's too serious in here. And I always thought that was so cool because <clears throat> I've heard, you know, I won't, I won't say any other artist names, but I, and just, you know, um, for the sake of being very, um, uh, diplomatic, but not every artist, you know, is like that, man. They, some artists really like get off on making, you know, the people that they're employing or whomever, you know, just feel like they have to be, I don't know, man, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like kinda. some of them, some of them really get off on that kind of stuff, man. I never understood that to save my life. And what I've noticed is that all of the the really legendary artists that I've come in contact with, be it if it's Stevie, if it's Beyonce, if it's the Jacksons, man, they're the most down to earth people you will ever meet, you know. And I just I remembered being so like taken by the fact that man, this, this, this woman is just, she's like, she's like, yo man, I'm just, I'm just around the way girl, like type of thing. You know what I mean? And I, I thought that was so fly, man. Here it is a global icon. And she's like, yo, let's, let's play some music. Y'all let's dance. What? Um, so to have that happen and then to be able to do the show with her, uh, the Grammy show. And then we did, we ended up doing, um, from her learning that we all could dance we ended up doing the uh, Stevie Wonder Grammy tribute with her, which was like another like an amazing thing, man. And, it, you know, just being able to to work with her was, was so cool. And from there, um, we fast forward to 2018, 2018. No, no, no. It was 2019. Um, and we get the same call. All of us, most of us that were there, you know, in, in that uh, performance at the Grammys, we, we reunited again. Because uh, she wanted an all-male choir to back her up on Spirit for Lion King. And, um, you know, man, it was like just just having that professionalism and being a professional, being ready. Got to go back to the preparation, man. Um, you know, that whole thing about luck favoring the prepared. We all were just prepared. So when we got the call, it's like, yes, let's go. Um, so to, to get that same call, to go back and, um, and, you know, provide background vocals for her first for the Lion King soundtrack was just, man, it was amazing, man. So <clears throat> really fun. Well, I know your, your parents have to be very proud of you. I, one thing I would like to say, and I want to share with you is that, mm -hmm. um, your gift makes room for you. And I feel like what you have just shared with, with the listeners, it just shows like how humble you are and how she was able to pick up on that from the group of, if you were not who you were, your friends wouldn't have recommended you and you definitely wouldn't have been called back. But it just shows you of like just being humble and being respectful and being prepared and doing all those things led you to this moment. So I just want to commend you on just not only being a professional, but just taking opportunity and making room because of that gift. And I think that's great. I really wanted to stop and say that because I feel like um, there's many lessons we can learn and I will definitely have TJ back you guys. So we're going to talk more in depth about Stevie and the Jacksons on our next um, conversation. Uh, but I definitely wanted to just stop and say that because I feel like people don't hear it enough. And I had a teacher in high school that would tell me all the time. She said, you give your parents 
and you give your family the flowers while they can still smell them. And you never understand that until you get older and you go through challenges and you lose people in your life. And you're like, wow, I never knew what that phrase meant. Um, but I think like for you, I'm, I'm just very grateful that you have done all these things, but that you're continuing to do great things um, for yourself. And it's in memory of people before you who have really, you know, paved that way for you to become the successful person you are. Man. Hey, thank you. Thank you for those, for those words, man. I'm, I'm, I, and this is no, um, <clears throat> this is not me capping, man, but I, I really am humbled by that, bro. Um, I just, you know, I don't know, man. I just, the, the, the thing I want to do is just always be a good person, man. And, and, you know, be someone that, you know, I, I, who was that that said they had a, I think it was Maya Angelou who said people might not, people, may not always remember what you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And, you know, I just try to live my life in such a way, man. And I guess this, this kind of, you know, um, pervades my, my art as well. Like I, the way I live is the way I create my art, man. And I just always want people to remember a feeling. So if I provide a great feeling of just being a, just a, a kind person, man, somebody that's kind, somebody, you know, that you can get along with somebody, you know, that's going to be honest, is going to tell you the truth or, you know, in a professional setting, somebody who's going to be on time, know my material, you know, give, give 110%, then, I mean, man, then, you know, that, that's what it's about, man. So, um, it's just humbling, um, to hear you say that. Um, and you know, man, I, that, that just lets me know that, the way that I'm living, you know, and the way that I'm conducting myself <laughs> uh, seems to be the right way, man. So um, I just I will continue to do that, bro. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I believe in just speaking the truth and telling people what they need to hear in those moments, because, you know, sometimes we go through rough moments in our lives and we don't know why we're going through all these challenges and why are things not going the way I thought it should? And I always say, why not? Um, because when we start thinking of the whys and we don't think of why not me, because there's always someone who's in a worse situation than I am. And I have to remember that, you know, I'm still here and I have the opportunity to turn it around. I can reset my day at any time of the day and I can choose to surround myself with people who are going to propel me to that area of success or I can stay wallowing in self-pity, which then will not help me. So I choose kindness. I choose to be kind to other people and respectful. Um, and I choose to live that way because that's the only way I know how to be and how to grow. But I think like with a lot of people, when I think of a question I always ask my guests is if you can give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you give your younger self? And I think TJ, you just kind of wrapped it up for you right there. Just being humble, being thankful um, and just persevering through through tough times. I think that is what I see in you is that you've been through a lot, you know, but you've been able to, to turn it around and not let what other people may, naysayers, let's say, um, may not see what, you know, your higher power sees or what your family sees. And really, to be honest, as long as you have a strong support team and he has a, a great relationship he's in, you guys, and all those things that is really what stands out because at the end of the day, when your career is over and when you decide I don't want to do music anymore, I want to do something different. You still have your family. And so 
I just, I'm just very grateful that you are who you are and you're, you're still doing those things. And, you know, you're going to inspire a lot of other young people of color who may not have ever thought that they could reach this so that they could do these things. I think you can definitely be a testament for them. Man, thank you, bro. I, I really appreciate that, man. <laughs> cool. So I got, I, uh, I got one more question yeah. for you, TJ, before we end. But I thought it'd be really good to ask this question. All right. No so the last one I have for you is where can our listeners find you? And can you tell us what's next so that, that everybody knows what to do to follow you and support you? Oh, man. Easy, easy money, easy money. Um, so you, you, the listeners can find me literally everywhere where music is sold, number one. Um, so that's YouTube, uh, Spotify, or rather listen to. I won't say sold, but... <laughs> Listen to uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Amazon. Um, oh my goodness, TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at I am TJ Wilkins, um, and Twitter I am TJ Wilkins as well. Um, and uh, just yeah, that's my social media um, platforms are where. Everyone can find out what's going on next. Um, I got some really great things coming out, coming down the pike. Um, I'm definitely uh, right now um, at the forefront of everything is the release of feature presentation, uh, which will be out January 11th. And I am so excited about this album because it's taken, it's literally been years in the making. And, um, you know, it just felt like the right time. And um, I, I was I was led to release this record, man. Um, and so I'm, re- I'm very excited about it. Uh, then also uh, coming to uh, a screen near you uh, next year, for sure, I'm going to be doing some more acting. Uh, so you're going to be seeing me on TV and in film um, and, and possibly stage. Um, I just uh, signed on to play. <laughs> our 44th president of the United States in uh, a new musical that's uh, currently in workshop right now, but uh, the ultimate goal is to get it to Broadway. And the name of the show is uh, called 44. And it is a uh, very comedic take on the presidency of uh, Barack Obama. Um, And I've had the opportunity to, to play that role uh, twice now, and so it looks like I'll be uh, I'll be around for a little bit more. So I'll let you know when uh, when the next show is going to be, and you know when when ultimately we take this thing all the way to Broadway. Um, but man, so much so much great stuff, uh, and I'm I'm just excited. I'm just I'm just making sure that I'm ready, man. Just making sure that I'm prepared. So yeah, that's what's going on, man. Well, that's cool. But next time you talk ah, to Michelle, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> you know my wife, Michelle. <laughs> well, that is cool. I'm just so grateful, TJ. And I would love to have you back in January if, if our schedules will meet um, where we can kind of set up. I want you to be on my second podcast, which is called Space Between, which is um, where I have performers that can sing live. And I would love for you to debut some of your songs. If you're interested, we can kind of set it up for sure. I'd love to, man. I'd love to. Well, you keep doing what you're doing, TJ. I feel like if you continue to do what I already see, like I told you, the sky's the limit for you. And I think, like it says a lot about 
your parenting that you experienced from both your parents showing you and instilling those values because they haven't departed from you. And I'm just grateful that you're a part of the show. Man, thank you. Thank you so much, Jerome, man. And, and anytime, man, anytime, I will gladly uh, come back, man, and rock with you, man. I, I really love what you're doing. Um, and if there's any other way that I can be a support, man, if it's spreading the word, like whatever, I will do that, man. Because uh, th- I think, you know, the, the platform that you have is just really special, man. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, I appreciate you. And you guys, let's remember to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, TJ, like I said, we will definitely be back soon. And I will, I'm going to hit you up a little later and we're going to definitely set it up. And you just keep taking it one day at a time and remember, you know, what you've been taught and just hold on to that because that is going to be the thing that's going to get you to the next level. And we're just glad to be a small part of what you've been able to succeed in doing. And like I said, the voice made a mistake, but the great thing is your high, your higher <laughs> power didn't make a mistake. And that's the best thing. That's- so we're glad that you're here. That's right, bro. Man, well, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, I hope you have a great evening, TJ, and we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. You too.